welcome into the swamp, folks. Welcome back into the swamp. Uh, I'm going to let Todd for explain to you why he chose this one. It's Wednesday, March 15th. Halfway through the month, the Ides of March. Uh, it's Coach's Scouting Report, a podcast like we've never done this week. It's happening. Todd can. Yoda and Rosie singing that song what? this morning. Our <laughs> guests are, are checking out today. Yeah, they're checking out today. they got to do a survey. Yeah. How was your stay? Were the amenities like yeah. what you would want? And uh, was there a mint on your pillow every night? Yeah. Those kind of things. Or your blankets torn down? Torn down. <laughs> turned down. And were there plenty of treats? So, there you go. Yeah, there'll be... You know, nobody leaves this place without filling out a survey. That's right. Or singing the blues. Hey, not much going on except love, pretty sky. And was that the eyes of March? Was that an eye joke? Oh, but anyway, you look at it. We hope things are going pretty good too. Weather going to change tomorrow. It'll change. A little bit of cooler. They moved the track made up to the day again. Go lines. We're on the loading. Little Tucker says. See ya. I'll or, run on a Wednesday. Miss Thurston and old Bob, 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 Ruiz. She'll be rolling around there. I loved it the other day. They walk up. They say their little prayer with each other. Get on the track. They go, one, two, three. There you go. <laughs> That's right. There they go. Yeah, but they got other participants up there, too. All right. What you got going there? So we were talking about our guests are leaving today. We'll be a couple dogs short. But uh, somebody is going to uh, add one uh, in Texas. This, all right, this little puppy was found in Dallas outside the police department. And uh, they thought it was a coyote. Oh. Check him out. Anyways, his name is Toast. And the DNA test confirmed she is 100% dog. And they're going to adopt her out now. Um, but yeah, somebody left her by a dumpster. By the police, and it looks it turns fine out. It's a German Shepherd, Siberian Husky, and Australian cattle dog. So it probably heard you up or worked for the police department. It could That's if right. somebody adopted him. Hey, they might send it over to Fort Worth because I saw they were looking for some more drovers. You know, they, they do that yeah. every day. They take them on down to the stockyards. The, this the, might be your gal. Then. Yeah. yeah, the dog down there. Hey. She drove them. Yep. Cat dog, well, they're smart. All right, so uh, you won't believe this one. Um, this North Carolina farmer has four lambs to care for after one of his ewes gave birth to a rare set of quadruplets. Ooh. Can you believe that one? So, wow. uh, yeah, uh, they say this is, happens about one in a 500 chances of a sheep giving birth to quadruplets. Uh, ewes generally give birth to one to two lambs each time. So he's bottle feeding a couple of them. One took a liking to him and follows him around the farm. Um, yeah, four of them. So you has turned out to be them. Hey. G-L-O-R-I-A-Gloria. I know. There were three females and one male. And there you go. Okay, so we made the news. Kaufman County. Oh my I don't know goodness. if we what made we the, 
Ugliest courthouse. We are the worst county to commute from in Texas, and number seven. The average commute is uh, 36.3 minutes, 9.7 minutes longer than state average. Uh, Again, this is number seven. Wait. But yeah, they got a picture of our courthouse and everything. I got this off MSN. Look, all right. We're the commute place. Yeah. Two. From from Coughlin County commuting there. So uh the Oh that's that forty yeah. over there. They're out there on eighty and it ain't moving. People left for for work from twelve AM to six AM or twenty one point nine percent that worked outside the county of residence fifty nine percent. So some of them drive alone. The most of them do eighty-two percent. Some carpool. Some walk. 0.7 percent walk. And then some use public transportation or work from home. So I guess that's not much of a commute, is it? I just read gondolas might be coming around up and down. So maybe they'll start doing a gondola <laughs> service from. The you serious, Clark? I'm serious. Put them in the Trinity River. Google, Google people. I don't know. I'm talking about down in Dallas. Maybe they just stretch them out out here. Yeah, but a gondola, you got to have water. Yeah. No, not those. Those that go across. Oh, this. these are these like at the fair park and stuff up in the air. Oh, oh. Oh, I yeah. I should have cleared, like, cleared that up. <laughs> like the Merchant of Venice. Yeah, that's I got you. Something. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that, that's right. Anyway, yeah. Hey, all I know is. Boy, was I off. You leave in the morning, going to Dallas, sun behind your back. You come home in the afternoon. Sun behind, behind your back. back. Poppy Jim. Yep. The one and only. <laughs> All right. So, you know how things happen in the movies, and they're pretty ridiculous because they never what? happen in real life. Yeah, I know. I hate to Damn. burst your bubble, Golly. which I never knew what that yes, was. I saw Superman. Well, uh, let's, let's, a few of them. Turning on the lamp for phone calls. What? People normally don't do that. <laughs> You can you can go by braille because you hear it, right? Um, uh, and then like a breakfast spread. There's always oh, like yeah. a huge breakfast I know, spread. Exactly. I was watching the Columbo repeat, you know, of course. Oh, yeah. And they eat breakfast. They had more stuff out there. You ever notice when they're bringing groceries home, they're in a paper sack. There's one of those big old French loaf breads sticking out and then some sort of like leafy green yeah. hanging over. I know. Got to have it. Okay, unlimited ammo. That's true. Oh, yeah. Hey, Hollywood, Hollywood special. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. used to call them all the time. He'd say, well, they got one of those Hollywood specials. Uh, yeah. Head hits. People fall and hit their heads, <laughs> and they just pop back up. Oh, uh, you seen some Clint Eastwood movies, yeah. right? Okay. Hey, that was real. <laughs> Clint Eastwood. Yeah, that's right. All right, the one-on-five fight scenes. <laughs> one-on-five. That's right. <laughs> And the and the, when the one's on five, the other four are waiting. <laughs> you know, and they find and then the guys just eventually yeah. get some one at a time. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, I like this one because they said romantic airport scenes, like when people are running towards <laughs> each other. It said that's not happening since nine eleven. Hey, you know, plus, have you seen some of the news? airport scenes at the airport. <laughs> it's a mess. When they're wall-to-wall people. And, Ooh. You know, there's a fight there. Where can I plug in my cell phone? Yeah, or can you I got charge duct tape phone? so I can tape this guy down yeah. to the seat. Now, it's more like taking that charger cord and wrapping it around somebody's... Uh, oh, okay. Man. Can't go there yet. Come on. Yeah. Uh, front row parking. They seem to always <laughs> get that spot. 
full face of makeup when the women wake up. Oh, yeah. And then, like, minimum wage ballers is what they wrote, but it's the people that have these minimum wage jobs, but they're in a 5,000-foot loft in New York City. Expensive car, costly <laughs> wardrobe, full refrigerator. And wonder how they're going to make it. Yeah. So, there you go. Wow. Um, and then I just had a couple of things that happened today on the same day in music. Then I'm going to pass it to you. Um, same day in 1955, Ray Charles peaked at number two on the R&B charts with the Atlantic single, I Got a Woman. I got a woman. It's uh, widely considered the first song to be labeled soul. Same day, Elvis Presley signed a management contract with Colonel Tom Parker. Oh, boy. Parker had previously managed the Great Parker Pony Circus with one of the acts being a troop of dancing chickens. Oh, gosh. So, you know, uh, that, that Parker guy, after I watched that movie, looked a little bit like Tom Hanks. You know, he favored him. I he don't did. Know. What you got to allow today, Dad? Well, when I saw him take that box of chocolates. <laughs> oh, there you go. Orange juice. Okay. Basically starts at the orange. Okay. The orange is the fruit of various citrus species. Now let me tell you this deal. It can be sweet or it can be bitter. But I know this, whatever it is, they're all good for you. Here's what it is doing to you and maybe for you. Orange helps reduce stroke risk. And the trash truck just drove by, folks. Pardon my uh, Sadie the Chorky. She's on the job. She's on it. Orange is a source of flavonoids and a lot of vitamin C with a powerful antioxidant effects. In addition, orange contains large amounts of potassium, which is a mineral that helps to increase the relaxation of blood vessels, allowing blood to circulate more easily, helping to lower blood pressure, which can contribute to stroke. Orange strengthens the immune system because they got vitamin A, B, C, and folate that stimulate the production of white blood cells that are essential defense cells to prevent and fight infections. Orange promotes intestinal health. Orange is rich in fibers such as pectin, cellulose, and hemicellulose, which aid in digestion and help the intestine to function better. Increasing the formation of fecal bolus and accelerating intestinal transit, being useful for the intestinal microbiota, the formation of fecal bolus and improves constipation. Okay. Wow. Intestinal Man. transit. That's right. Next you time to... you're trying to get your bolus moving, get you some that orange juice going. There you go. But no matter if you're bolus or bulus or bilus or bula bula, it could have possible side effects. Individuals who suffer from heartburn may experience worsening of the symptom because oranges contain organic acids, mainly citric acid and absorbic acid. But this nutritionist recommends the best way to ingest oranges together with the bagasse to use all its fiber. You know, all that stuff, you know, eat it all, the little things. Okay. To get the benefits of orange, at least one raw orange or 150 ml of its natural juice should be consumed per day. That's what that nutritionist says. I'm not the nutritionist. I just read it. 
try to give a little information, you take it or you don't. It's like I used to tell the class, I'm going to throw this out there to you. You either absorb it in or you don't. But here's the opportunity. All right. Hey, you ever heard of that 72 ouncer out there at <laughs> Amarillo? Biggie. You know, we got some good old friends tried it out. A lot potty wally doodle all day. And Dalton. Dalton. Dalton Alexander. That's right. They tried that 72 ounce steak. Well, anyway, anytime a big name whips in the out there, Amarillo by morning, at the steakhouse, home of the 72 ounce steak challenge. They're going to let you know about it. And one was Will Farrell, comedian, actor, you know, funny dude. The actor was in town filming a documentary and brought cameras along as he attempted the big Texan steak ranch and brewery 72 ounce challenge. And they got a picture here on his Facebook I was seeing off the Dallas Morning News thing. But anyway, it didn't say anything if he finished it or whatever, but that picture of that steak is. <laughs> oh man, that thing. It's a big one. It's a road <laughs> trip documentary. And this happened this past Saturday. Got a surprise and definitely wasn't on the menu as actor Will Ferrell stopped by for some food. That's pretty neat. <laughs> and uh That is <laughs> the biggest piece of it goes over the plate. And then you gotta have what now? Salad. You, you and gotta eat the yeah, fixings. Two. You got an hour. Oh, well. Finally, Wally said he almost did, except for the fixings. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, we got the one of the funniest jokes I ever heard was old boy stopped in out there, ordered it, ate it, 30 minutes, or another for the contest. Well, you just said, well, I just want to see if I could do it. <laughs> what do you get? A t shirt? <laughs> Uh, I know. I, I've seen the great outdoors. I think he just got a t-shirt. Isn't that where the guy got hit by lightning? Six, six, sixty-six times. <laughs> hey, you know, one of my kind of in the closet people always like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you if you're watching. Uh, writers that I like stuff kind of using for a deal. I'm a little bit behind on as much as he's done, but uh, Larry McMurtry, there's an auction coming up in May that include typewriters, animal skulls, and personal book copies, things like that. It's going to take place out in, uh, I guess, Archer City, but, uh, <coughs> excuse me, but if you don't really remember what all Mr. McMurtry done. He's a Pulitzer Prize winning novelist. He died back in 2021 at 84 years old. He had 40, written 46 books, including the novels The Last Picture Show, which I have a friend that's in that movie running around in the gym in there. Uh, Terms of Endearment, which became Academy Award winning movies, in addition to Brokeback Mountain, for which McMurtry and Diana Osana won Oscars for being adapted screenplay, best adapted screenplay. McMurtry's most celebrated novel, Lonesome Dove, came out in 
captured the 86 Pulitzer Prize for fiction. But McDartree revealed in collecting books, Archer City in his hometown became the headquarters of his renowned collection, which at one time occupied multiple storefronts and numbered close to half a million titles. Now, Chip Gaines, best known for the co-star of the home renovation show, Fixer Upper, has bought basically all McMurtry's stores there or whatever. I don't know where he knows what he's going to do with it. He's going to renovate them, I guess. But anyway, uh, the auction house out of San Antonio, V-O-G-T-S, was selected after appraiser introduced Bob to McMurtry's son. James, a musician and actor, Bob said the appraiser was hired to value the collection of books left at McMurtry's bookstore in Archer City. And this is going to take quite, you can do it virtually and all this kind of stuff. I mean, you tap in something and get it if you're interested. But anyway, Larry Murphy, you and T. Eagle. But uh, pretty wild, isn't it? Yeah, a friend of mine, Kathy Hudson, I coached with, she went to Archer City and a little girl in there and she's running around. She was in the sixth grade when they <laughs> filmed that movie out there. Claim to fame. That's it. Got to have one. I saw her what about a year ago, and I asked her if she gets any uh, uh, residuals. Residuals from it. <laughs> she did laugh. All righty. But that's kind of how it goes. You know, a lot of people are not as fortunate as we are here on uh, Highland Drive. We have a uh, pasture cat and a garage cat, and they take care of a little bitty mice. Yep. I guess because we don't see any around here. But if you do not have a, one of those situations, this is from Farmer's Almanac. Some hints that you can do. Repel mice with peppermint. Peppermint oil is an effective deterrent and will help keep mice out. Place several drops of peppermint oil on cotton balls and then place them around the house, especially where mice are frequently and in areas where they are entering your home. Be sure to use 100% pure peppermint oil and replace the cotton balls every two to four weeks. There okay. you go. Well, I like peppermint. I notice I never have many mice in my throat. But one time we were having mice getting in our our van wires and making little nests. Canic told me, hey, get you some peppermint, put it in there. And sure enough, I did. And hmm. sure enough, there wasn't any more. And a few years later, I sold the van. Well, so anyway, I might get some peppermint to see if it shuts the torque up. I don't know what her deal is. Today. Uh, she's fired up. She's. Because her cousins are leaving. Yeah, she's all worked up. But I got a little wit and wisdom here. Doesn't take long. You know Oscar Wilde? I he do. Was, he's that playwright back in the 1800s or something. I think he died back in 1900. But anyway, this one of Oscar's got. I can resist everything except temptation. 
I don't care who you are. That's pretty funny. That's good stuff. Yeah. Right, right on, right now. Well, one of those sad things, but it ended up being a good thing. Those AED machines, you know. You know what AED stands for? Automated. You know, the AED oh, yeah, machines. The AED, yeah. 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 The fibrillator. Mm-hmm. Little old girl was uh, getting warming up in uh, getting ready to cheerlead contest and went down. Mom had to be there. And mom is a medical person. She was trying to CPR and they got that going. And then the AED machine was there. Uh, automated external defibrillator. And she put it on there and knew what to do and pushed the buttons it's supposed to. And then it says activate, activate. Well, that's after it monitored while, boom, they did it. She saved her daughter along with all these people watching and all. The place they were at had one AED, which is close to Durham, North Carolina, where it's happened, apparently. Because I saw a good doctor talk about it a little bit. We'll let that slide. Yeah, that's right. But the uh, thing about it is, save this young girl. And then as they went on and checked, they found out that after they did blood work stuff and they did background, looks like that her family has a deal where every once in a while her heart just stops. Hmm. And uh, now she has a, they sewed a fibrillator, uh, you know, in her now, so pacemaker type thing. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so that's a good story of it. But anyway, don't think of about a 17-year-old just going down like that, but it do happen. She didn't know it, not of any type of kind tack like happened to the football player mm-hmm. this past year. So anyway, we're going to do a little heart attack warning signs today. Well, I'm going to close out my portion. Chest discomfort, discomfort in other areas of the upper body, shortness of breath. Whatever you do, call 911. Don't hesitate. Uh, keep that going. Well, there you go. Hey. Oh, I got to subtract, add, divide, and multiply. Yeah, anything to read after hearing about Larry McMurtry's? Well, we got 10 books in the Gent Library. You can check out Swamp Productions Facebook. Well, yes, a little bit. Hey, we're working on it. Uh, lead you right to the links. Thanks for listening to Retired Coach and His Kid. Have a beautiful day today on March 15th, 31 years ago. It was a Sunday. And I'm the coach. <laughs> I'm the kid. <laughs> I'm actually retired now. Make it count.